0: well good day folks you are listening to life with johnny no cash and in today's episode because i had just released a brand new ep chapter one yesterday i figured right now would be a good time to talk about it my diy approach my lack of skill in recording as well as the making of my video single midnight so here we go so, I am currently in the southwestern corner of Saskatchewan, just outside of a small village called East End. I am so grateful I found this little spot because, man, yesterday was hands down the most difficult day I've had on the road so far, and I'll discuss the why, and that is because I don't have A.C. in this baby. It is fucking hot. There is no shade in this province. There is bodies of water, but because of the heat wave we're having, they're kind of turning into marshes, these swamp-like ponds. And as much as I don't really mind that to cool off, there's no roads to get to them. So here I am driving through a fucking Canadian desert, scanning for any kind of shade, any kind of water just to cool off, and there is nothing. I drove around for four fucking hours yesterday. If there is any trees, it's on someone's property because they scooped it up and they want the shade for themselves, which I don't blame them. But goddamn, if you're planning a van life thing, please map out where you're going to go because yesterday was so, so fucking stressful. I, I didn't know where the fuck I was going to sleep. Um, But I'm so lucky I found this small village. It's right beside um, a pretty big lake. Uh, It's like a massive fucking pond. Let's be honest. There is no shade, but at least I had some water. There's a really nice breeze coming off of it. I was able to have a bath this morning and cool down that way. But as I speak and as I'm recording this, my van is slowly heating up. That sun is beating down on that roof. And I know this van is going to turn into an oven in the next hour or so. So I've got to hit the road and I think I'm going to bolt right across to Alberta probably right to the mountains so I can find some shade and just hang out for a few days. Because like I said yesterday, not only did I burn a lot of money and gas looking around for somewhere to sleep, but it was hot. So one last thing, I am parked in a cow pasture so and there's lots of them. So if you hear some mooing and some fly buzzing, that's because I am parked on their toilet And there's cow shit everywhere, and there's flies everywhere. So, um, I mean, the flies could be here because of me, but uh, I'll just pretend they're here for the shit. Okay, now let's just jump right into today's topic, and that is recording a DIY EP or record yourself doing everything on a shoestring budget. I'm going to talk a little bit about chapter one, the content, the creative process, as well as the execution So chapter one was recorded over the course of a few months of 2020 and 2021 inside my shitty bachelor apartment in Toronto, Ontario. My apartment, of course, is not soundproof. My street that I lived on was fucking mess. It was so goddamn noisy. Sirens 24 hours a day, people screaming, honking, the whole damn thing. So, I mean, it was a real challenge to get past that. But at the same time, I kind of liked it. A lot of producers, of course, would be cringing at the damn thought and the fact that I recorded this on my own in an uh, an apartment like I did, but that is the punk rock approach. I fucking love it, and I'm really, really quite proud of this EP, to be perfectly honest. I do not have a lot of recording skills. I've never recorded really anything on my own before, so this was very, very new to me. And I knew that it was going to be a very different sounding EP from anything I had done in the past. This was not only exciting to me, but I loved the idea of moving forward, trying new things, and of course evolving as not just an artist, but as a storyteller. As I said in my first podcast, I was going through a lot mentally, I was, uh, the isolation was definitely getting to me. I was extremely depressed and you can really hear that in, uh, this particular EP. I apologize from the wind. (laughs) There we go. But, um, I'm doing this from my van. So there's going to be some obstructions here and there. So bear with it. And so, what I had done was I picked up a small interface. It's a Focusrite. I think I got it used for about a hundred bucks. And I downloaded a free recording app called Reaper. And I just decided to do this shit on my own. I was not waiting around for anything or anybody or anything to wait, open up, so to speak. I needed to do some shit. And so what I did was I sat down. Usually this was quite late at night. I really don't like recording when I'm under the influence. So to be honest, most of this shit was done while I was sober and I would lay down a bedding track. And then from there I would just play around with some leads to over, over top of that bedding track Now, of course, because I'm not much of a guitarist, you can hear in chapter one, there's not a lot of noodling going on. Uh, Not only do I not really like a lot of busy guitar work, but I did want to expand on that side of things. So I have a lot of Celtic kind of themes in the background, uh, a lot of nice little harmonies that I did with the guitar and a lot of it's buried, but it really does add to the atmosphere. So, considering I was going through so much bullshit at the time, mentally, I really wanted to talk about it. And I'm noticing that there's very few artists these days that are talking about real shit. They kind of, I'm sure everyone's got their own demons, but yet when you listen to these artists, they're kind of holding back. And I really do think that some of the best artistic work is when somebody is revealing their soul and being brutally honest. And sometimes honesty can hurt and sometimes honesty can worry people depending on what you're discussing. But I really didn't want to shy away from this because mental health is a very fucking important topic and I'm no fucking structure here. I am not a statue of stone. I'm weak and I wanted to talk about it. Even though some people are like, man, you know, you got such balls for saying these things. No, man, everybody has the ability to talk the truth. And I think people need to be more honest with not only themselves, but with other people. And especially when it comes to the art world. So I sat down and I used all my anger, my bitterness, and my depression to help fuel this EP. The other thing that was really kind of interesting with this particular uh, release was I was unable to scream because I lived in uh, an apartment building and then my walls were not treated for sound. I There was just no possible way I could scream at the levels I do in, say, Southbound or Burned Alive or some of those heavier tracks. So I had to figure out a way to express myself without reaching those types of volumes. So I really had to explore my voice more, some of my ranges more, and expressive natures with my uh, enunciation and punctuation. And as much as this album doesn't have a lot of gritty, kind of shouty lyrical content, I do find that this is much more, uh, to be honest, heavy. Even though I'm not screaming, I find that the execution really kind of lends itself to the guitar work and the themes and the atmosphere that I tried to create anyway. And it really kind of opened my mind and eyes to the future of my project. And I really want to continue doing that. I love the exploration on this. So what I did was I'd sit down and I'd kind of hash things out. I'd layer vocals. I'd do harmonies. I'd do lots of kind of uh, the Mongolian throat singing as kind of a bedding bass track. Uh, if you can hear in the in the song New Skin, uh, during the chorus section, <laughs> I uh, my Mongolian singing technique is something I've really kind of liked to do. It's difficult to do live, mainly because you really need to push. And it's kind of under your breath. And for this song anyway, with new skin, I really wanted to bring that back. I, I use it a lot in the song Money. Um, and I really wanted to, like I said, bring that back, explore that a bit more and use that as my kind of choir in the chorus. Again, a lot of people have expectations and Please, if you're an artist, do not think of your fan base. I I, I know it sucks to say, but you really need to make music for yourself. I understand that if you're a bigger artist and you rely on your music to pay your bills, you kind of maybe cater to what your audience wants. But for this particular one, for me, I just said, fuck it. Like, I really need to get this off my chest, off my shoulders. I need to express myself fucking properly so I could feel better. It's extremely rewarding to be able to let these things out and even if it was offensive or if some people were kind of concerned of my well-being, it's better for you and me to let it all out, be honest with yourself, be honest with your audience, and honestly, it will be a much better return mentally and physically, and I'm sure your audience will appreciate it a lot more the the more honest you are. So I had sat down for a number of months and I literally tracked out almost two albums worth. And I mean two full length records, probably about 20 songs and they ranged. They were very different from the next. There was some slow ballads. There was some fast shit and there was aggressive and quite sappy and so on. like it really, it was across the board. Now I, I did want to do a full-length record, but when I had got my new computer, I had... Oh, we've got company, so please uh, don't mind the, the, the background noise. It's going to happen. I am doing this from my damn van, after all. So this was... Uh, I had the 20 tracks, and once I got my brand new computer, and I was trying to transfer everything over... Oddly enough, the only songs that remained were the five songs on the EP that you hear today. I had lost all 15 other songs. They, I do have demos of them, but I don't have the betting tracks. They are gone. And honestly, it was a happy accident. It was kind of a bittersweet moment because the five songs that remained, or which are the ones on chapter one, I listened to them. And I thought that maybe it was meant to be. And rather than bitching and complaining and throwing shit around and getting all upset, I just realized that maybe this was the five songs that needed to be released to the public. And once I had kind of gotten to a place with this EP where I was happy, I was comfortable enough to release this. I was looking for... First of all, I am not a mixer. I'm not a producer whatsoever. So Corey from the Celtic Outlaws, he had just uh, taken a course on mixing and him and I had been back and forth and I just kind of put it out there and he said, man, I would love to mix your, your EP. He had never done it like a professional mixing release. And I thought, well, fuck, what better way to work together as well as give him an opportunity to work on something outside of the school uh, course And it was just nice to, you know, be able to work with a friend of mine uh, in that capacity. So I sent him the tracks. And while he was mixing away, I know it was probably very punishing for him because it was back and forth and back and forth. And of course, Corey comes from a very heavy metal background. And as much as I appreciate heavy metal, the first initial mixes that he was doing was almost overproduced. And I really wanted a punk rock DIY sound. I really wanted to kind of go back to that old, raw, rugged execution style. So him and I were going back and forth and back and forth. And he was like, you know, fine tuning things and fixing the voice here and fixing the guitar. And, and the more and more it was being delivered, the more and more I was getting excited about this particular release. Um, A lot of these songs are songs I will not be able to play live, too, because of the amount of tracking that is involved, the amount of harmonies that are in the background and uh, the amount of guitars. So, And I don't care. Again, I didn't know if live shows were coming back anyway, so I figured I'm just going to fucking go at this. You know, as as authentic as I possibly can, if I can't play these live, well then, you know, shit happens and that's just the way it fucking goes. So as he was mixing away, I thought to myself, well, you know, we do live in a visual age. You cannot post to social media just a song. You really need some kind of visual uh, whether it's a photo or a video to go along with it. And otherwise nobody's going to listen to it. I mean, sure. You can put it on Spotify, but to get any kind of traction, you really do need some visual content. So I really thought I was like, what fucking song do I want to do? Originally I wanted to do rely on the greed because my neighborhood had gone to absolute shit. It is, it was skid row, A lot of the shops were boarded up and, and graffitied and the the homeless population was growing exponentially. And it was just getting to a point where that's the neighborhood that, that was my surroundings. The government was giving a flying fuck about the homeless and their well-being. So tent cities were coming up and uh, the, 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 the drug use was, of course, higher than ever. Alcoholism was on a huge increase. And I really I did originally want to do rely on the greed in my neighborhood. But again, I didn't want to exploit um, the homeless in, in my neighborhood. So I kind of scrapped that idea. Midnight. We're getting on the topic of Midnight, which is the first single off of the EP. Uh, I originally didn't want to do a video for Midnight. I thought it was, oddly enough, maybe one of the weakest songs. Um, There's not a lot going on. (laughs) It's so funny because the feedback now, everyone's like, man, Midnight's my favorite track you've done. And it's so funny how it works out. But the, pro- the, 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 the process of the midnight video shoot, I had contacted um, a colleague. His name's Jesse Reed, and he owns um, kind of like a promotion company called Dropout Entertainment. And dude, this guy is one of the sweetest human beings I've met. And he's not just a fan. He's a supporter. And man, I, I don't know. Just what a fucking genuine guy. So I call the guy up and I'm like, hey man, I'm not sure if you're super busy or not. I have very little to no fucking budget, but would you be up for shooting a music video for uh, with me? And he said, absolutely, I'd love to. I wanted to do this again, DIY, punk rock approach. So on my very last night in Toronto, all my shit was moved. I had, uh, at that point, my van was ready and uh, for the road. I had sold every last fucking piece of possessions that I had and I had an empty apartment. So I figured, well, this is a perfect set for the, the theme of midnight, which is about a man who has lost everything. Um, The, the woman of his life, his passions, his family, his friends all due to addiction. And I thought this was an absolute perfect setting Uh, My friend Larissa, who works in the film industry, gave me a quart of fake um, prop blood. I had a bottle of of, uh, Jack Daniels available and I just filled it up. And him and I literally came into my apartment and just shot the shit. No storyboard, no script, no real like concrete clue of what this was going to be all we knew was we wanted to make this dramatic artistic sexy depressing all of it and that's I think we did a pretty good fucking job to be perfectly honest I did say to Jesse I want this to look sexy I want you know when you watch those Italian horror films and it's Extremely graphic, but for some reason there's some kind of like attractive appeal to it. I wanted to go down that approach and the thing and the reason behind that is alcoholism as disgusting as it is. It's also extremely appealing to the consumer. They love it. It is Something that they crave. It's something that they think about. It's something that they love and almost worship. And I really wanted to have that element as rather than just some guy shit faced in his apartment. I really wanted to kind of have that attractive appeal. I think it took about six hours to shoot, and we just went at it. Oh, I do need to give a massive shout out to my friend Doug. He is kind of the the devil on my shoulder, the, the Grim Reaper, so to speak, that is also present in the video. He didn't even know that he was going to be that involved but i once he showed up with this dusty old hat and this fucking awesome trench coat we were like let's shoot the fucking shit out of it man and it was an absolute fucking time so overall it just came out so organic there was no budget behind it outside of of course uh there was no budget it was just the support of my friends and extremely creative people that that helped me out now getting and wrapping all this up the moral of today's episode is you do not need a high huge multi-million dollar studio or you know cameras and a bunch of fucking fancy strobe lights and shit like that to execute your art. You can do it on your own with a shoestring budget as long as you put your fucking soul into it. And that is one of the things that I'm so proud of with this particular release is it is honest. And with the help of Jesse and the help of Corey and the help of Memphis, this has been one of the best releases I think I've done in a long time. So back to my point, please, everyone, if you want to play music, if you want to work in the film industry, if you want to do be a part of a creative team, just know that you don't need a fucking wallet full of cash to make that happen. You know, you, you really got to put your heart, your soul into your work. Believe in it. And I'm telling you, even if nobody clicks that damn link, if you feel good about the shit that you did and you put it all into your project, you're going to feel good about it. You're going to know that you created something that makes you happy in Christ. In today's fucking society, everyone is struggling with mental health and struggling with depression, isolation, all this bullshit. So please, just do it for yourself. And honestly, I've been getting messages saying that this is my best release to date. Not that I was looking for that. I really wasn't. To be honest, I was a little nervous uh, releasing this, mainly because the last release that we had done was crazy fucking heavy shit. Southbound and burned alive and I was really nervous that my fans were going to be let down because I'm not screaming into a mic. But the overall re- reaction has been extremely positive and even if it wasn't I feel good about it. Now, I'm going to wrap things up and I hope that you enjoyed this this uh, podcast. I am fucking shaking from three coffees. I only normally have one a fucking day. But For some reason, I'm overindulging. (laughs) So, folks, thank you so much for your ears today. I appreciate that. And if you want to check out my Instagram, it's Johnny No Cash Official. If you want to check out Facebook, it's Johnny No Cash Official as well. And if you want to be a cool fucking duster, you can buy some merch and support my drunk and broke ass at johnnynocash.bandcamp.com. We've got some cool fucking merch up there. It's brand new stuff. And every single purchase goes right back into the project. And that way I can do this shit again and have new merch. And that's okay. My my last thing, the only thing I need money for when it comes to this particular project is to buy more merch for you guys. So all the sales goes right back into it. New designs and new things like that. So if you feel so uh, inclined to pick something up, I'd really appreciate that. So, until next time, folks, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it, and I hope this podcast brought you a little bit of light and insight into the process of how I write music. And I hope you're all well. Cheers, y'all. A staggered motherfucking crawl. Cheers.